It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mostly sunny today, not much of a warm-up, though highs only at 54 degrees. Mostly clear with patchy frost tonight, lows at 32. Areas of sunshine on the way for Wednesday. Just a few fair weather clouds, highs at 56 with more frost. Wednesday night, lows at 30. And we'll get a little bit warmer on Thursday with partly to mostly sunny skies. Highs near 60 degrees. Cold again Thursday night, lows at 32. Highs near 60. And that's warmer? <laughs> 38 degrees in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, 38 in Roanoke, 39 in Danville, 37 in Salem, 37 in Appomattox. So this morning we're continuing our conversation about mental health. We're talking about mental health apps this morning with Dr. Christine Caulfield. She's with LFS Health Systems. And uh, Dr. Caulfield, we appreciate you joining us this morning. You know, right now everybody is under stress and uh, there are a lot of people that really need to uh, seek help in mental health capacities. So we appreciate you talking with us this morning. I'll tell you, uh, certainly you're absolutely right. We have been under tremendous stress, particularly this past year with the pandemic. Uh, Not only are we stressed out, but we have been grieving. So grief plus stress really complicates and further exemplifies the need for us to reach out for help. Many people are experiencing increased anxiety, depression, uh, finding it very hard to concentrate, memory issues, relationship problems. And when your daily life is being impacted by these issues, it's really time to reach out for additional support. Let's talk about options that, uh, that people may have. Counseling can be really expensive. It's not always covered by insurance, and sometimes people don't even have insurance. What about mental health apps? This seems to be something that a lot of people are are turning to. Uh, There's certainly a lot of advertising for them. Do you support the use of mental health apps? I think it's a very good adjunct uh, for people that are struggling. Um, You know, for example, the best therapy for depression is individual counseling plus medication for clinical depression. So I think an app can be an adjunct to assist in helping uh, remind us, for example, to get out and exercise, um, give us a way to track how we're feeling, our moods on a particular day. Uh, So basically the American Psychological Association is supporting apps, uh, but certainly not as the primary for mental health counseling. So what are some red flags that you look for uh, when people are going through their app store and they're considering either purchasing or getting one of those that are even free? What advice do you have for those folks? You know, it's a great question, and uh, be careful of apps that have a gaming feel to it, the gamification of apps, because they really don't have a lot of research or clinical expertise behind the development. So we really want to be careful uh, to avoid those types of apps. Uh, You know, the American Psychological Association has a list of 260 apps, and depending upon what you're experiencing anxiety, what symptoms that you are struggling with, you can type that in and they'll give a list of about 260 apps to choose from. Uh, Actually, there's 20,000 apps on the market now for behavioral health care. So 
again, uh, I would go with a trusted and true app that has scientific evidence-based protocols behind it. Dr. Christina Caulfield, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, again, the mental health apps are not a substitute for actually seeing someone in person, but some of them can be useful if you are, uh, are searching for legitimate ones. But when there's so many out there to choose from, you do need to be really careful, and it's never a substitute for that one-on-one -on -one training. We'll be back with more of the Morning Jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. So uh, that was an interview that I did yesterday. Apparently, a lot of that didn't get on the air, so um, we will actually... Um, be playing that again a little bit later on this hour, and then we'll have it on SoundCloud in a little bit. Um, the top nine mental health apps in 2022 that are actually supported, I'm going to put a link to that on our Facebook page. Um, you have several options. They say the best overall is Mood Fit. The best for therapy is Talkspace. Uh, if you're looking for something like meditation, Headspace might be a good uh, option for you. Uh, for stress, iBreathe is a good option. Uh, the best for anxiety is an app called MindShift. And then Sleep, which seems to be a huge problem for a lot of people right now. Uh, there is an app called CBT iCoach that is uh, supposed to be really helpful with that one. And then the best for mood boost is Happify. Bearable is the best for tracking symptoms that you may be concerned with. And if you have medications you're trying to, to track, uh, MetaSafe seems to be one that works well uh, for that type of thing. Uh, yesterday, we were sharing some information on what to look for and some of the warning signs when it comes to mental health. Uh, we have all that up on our SoundCloud now. We also did an interview with author Marcy Jones. If you didn't get to hear that interview, that's when you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to. Uh, Marcy has such an amazing story. Uh, on SoundCloud, there's even an extended version of that interview as we went on to complete uh, some of the, the that we didn't have time to get to yesterday uh, because there's uh, it's very entailed. But her story of, of how she and her son Hunter and their family have coped with uh, with the challenges of mental health is a pretty amazing story overall, for sure. Well, we've got uh, a lot of cars being stolen out of Detroit, and apparently they're being sold all over the country. And here's the thing. They're muscle cars. Stolen vehicles in Detroit are being sold for tens of thousands of dollars less than their actual value, according to authorities in court documents leading to arrest. A criminal complaint obtained by the Associated Press shows that Dodge muscle cars have been taken from Michigan dealerships and automakers with thieves using cloned key fobs. That makes me nervous because I felt pretty secure about having a, a key fob, but maybe not if they're cloning them. Not that anybody wants to steal my Kia, but you never know. Uh, an Ohio-based theft ring was reportedly broken up after the robbery of a U.S. postal worker led authorities con to connect several men to car thefts in the Detroit area. The complaint said investigators found that Dodge Chargers, Challengers, Durangos, and Ram pickups worth up to $100,000 for a Dodge? What am I missing? They Dodge must, Ram? They missed a hundred thousand dollars for a challenge. Yeah, 
That's a lot of money for it's a. Got a lot of horsepower. The Hellcat. It might buy, be a Hellcat. You can buy a lot of horses for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. They were turning up in Ohio. <laughs> or one big, really special horse. I guess Indiana East Coast shipping ports. Uh, after being sold for fifteen thousand dollars, as my daddy used to say, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Some thieves were willing to sell to buyers in other areas as well. They used Instagram for this. Many of the cars were being driven directly off the dealership and assembly plant lots with the pro pads, using pro pads to clone keys, which is pretty brilliant, really. Four people were arrested who were believed to have paid for one after somebody drove a Ram pickup truck through the glass wall of a showroom northwest of Detroit. That's going to reduce the value significantly, wouldn't you think? I mean, isn't there, there's a way to get them into the showroom. Isn't there a a way to get them out? So you're saying it rammed a ram? A ram rammed? I can't. I tried. Just don't. This is, I'm I'm on the struggle bus right now. Yeah, you are. Fox uh, 2 reported in August that three children between the ages of 11 and 14 were arrested in the storage lot of the Jefferson North plant. Boy, they are starting early. Apparently, they were trying to chart a, to carjack a Dodge Hellcat Charger and Challenger. 11 and 14. Devin Rice, who uh, records show has stolen mail, bogus checks, credit and debit cards, and stolen cars. He was included in the uh, He's got a laundry the list there. He, he does. And then Jalen Harris, Lavelle Jones, and Hykem Benjamin are charged with con- conspiracy. If you think you're getting a really good deal on a charger, maybe don't buy that. Because they're getting they're getting the people who are buying it. They're putting them in jail first. So they don't yeah. care if you if you weren't part of stealing it. You were still, you know, after the fact, I guess, associated with it. We'll be back with more of the morning jam. Keep our numbers handy. 866-916-3776. Text us your entry for Come to the Table Tuesday, 434 434- Two four eight zero seven zero four is our text number, and uh, we'll put you into the drawing for Come to the Table Tuesday. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Good morning. A little chilly out there. You may have some fog wherever you are, so keep that in mind. Uh, it looks like our highs are only going to be in the 50s today, and you're definitely going to have to put the windows down. So part of the reason I was cold this morning when I got up, I discovered later, is because my mark put the windows up. <laughs> so I woke up this morning. It was like walking into a walk-in freezer. <laughs> Nice. I was like, why is it so cold in here? So I turned the logs on, not realizing the windows are, are open. open. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was a good use of the propane oh. fees that we're paying. So good job, Janet. So yeah, I, I actually flipped I had the AC on. I had I actually like like I like to sleep cold, but I woke I up I do too, but I don't like to wake up in the cold. Yeah, so I um but I did switch it to heat when I left, so hopefully it's going to be a little toasty when I get back. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Hokey will let you know if that's the case. So well, got, he might be wrapped up in computer courts again. Yeah. Did he chew them or did he just nope, wrap himself up in No, he just somehow wrapped himself up in my computer cord. All right. 
Um, we had a text from a listener that said they got a, an email yesterday from uh, a principal of a local school about a kid that committed suicide over the weekend. Uh, and they're saying this is such a terrible thing that needs addressing, which is why we're doing the mental health pieces this week. Um, they went on to say the school needs something for these kids as well as the community. I, I don't know why we would be surprised with the fact uh, that that we're seeing these issues because we're indulging every whim that kids have. I mean, th- you're already confused enough when you're a teenager and when you're going through puberty and all of that. Now, I can't imagine going through puberty now and being faced with the well i've got all these choices of things that i could be i've got there's like 50 different options for me to choose to be in my gender and or maybe i want to be a cat and bring a litter box to school i mean we're actually encouraging these kids to have mental issues they shouldn't have to even think about stuff like this yeah i think it's a delicate game because I think every person is entitled to be their true self, whatever that is. Um, so I, I think I, I do. I, I what? What? I mean, Oh, so I, I just think, <laughs> but I think, I think in this day and age, like the social, like I, I don't so know did, how to was there this. ever at a point in your life that you thought maybe I'm a cat? I didn't no. think I was a cat, but maybe I, I don't am. like cats, so no. Well, but that see that's extreme to me. Like I don't think like. But that's what happens. I understand. Like I I think there are extremes. I mean, with all of this, do you, I mean, do you honestly think you you say I think somebody should be their true self? There are so many. I just think of the it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And when Oprah you're talking gender. about someone being a cat. By gender, binary gender. That's what, what I said. You get a car. Is that just someone? Body everything? dysphoria, boi, butch, cisgender, cisjet, cisnormality, sexism, demi boy, demi gender, demi girl. Well, kids should not even be thinking about stuff like this. It's ridiculous, and they're and they're going over this with children in school. I don't know why they think. That, that, that they're surprised that these kids are screwed up. I mean, that's a conversation you have with your... If, if you genuinely think that you were born the wrong sex, if that's something... I mean, I, thank God I didn't have to deal with that with my, with my children. So I don't have the ability to say that I know exactly what that feels like with my children. I do have that to deal with with a cousin that i was very close to yeah okay so i have dealt with that to a certain degree i love him i will always love him that was my message to him i'm here for you i love you you know i'm sorry that you're experiencing this confusion you know so i i I show i'm still very close to him now was this this, female to male or male to female? This is well, he's not a female, but but he's gay. Okay. And and just felt like there was something wrong with him because, you know, he could not develop relationships with women. Um, now he is um, a Christian man, and so he has just decided, to, you know, I, I'm just going to be like Paul, 
uh, and, uh, who never married and mm-hmm. didn't have just almost asexual. Yeah. Because it just wasn't a drive for him. And and that's Fun. kind of sad. Yeah. But because he misses out on that part of his life. But um, but that's a conversation you have with your parents. That's not a conversation that a stranger weighs in on without your parent even knowing what's going on. I, I do. I think, like I said, I think it's a delicate game. I think there have been extremes of, like, I don't think a kid, like, it's a certain age. Like, I think, oh, like, I started to figure out more who I was between 17 and 22 than I was when I was 10. And I think telling a kid when he's 10, like, all right. about this stuff is not right. But, like, Cause they're not, telling a high school junior and senior is, is different. Telling them that if they, if they say they're, they're dealing with an issue, yeah. fine. But, I mean... I, it's just it's absurd it's, people are going to know about it now i think i with tiktok and but everything here, that's but out here's there here's the problem when you go and you talk to a child and you convince that and, and i do think that that's what's going on it's trendy now to say oh i'm you know i have a yeah that i'm i'm not that i, think I don't I was like. born with it but that's what's happened we've got especially with girls it's happening especially with girls and then when that happens and they're like well, we won't tell your parents. Then they're keeping this from their parents. So they're living this lie with their parents. That weighs on them. That's a, yeah. a guilt and a weight that and, they shouldn't have to deal with. And you, you know, there's that natural fear. Like if someone, and, and people have talked about it, like there's that natural feel of telling things. Like everyone is afraid to tell their parents something. Right. Like, and that's a heavy weight. And it's not And a you good think one. about those type of things, telling your parents about those type of things. It's like. You know, but nine times, times out of ten, 100. when you told them, everything was okay, wasn't it? Yeah. After ten minutes, yeah. And no, that's I'm just kidding. and that's what I would tell my kids. As bad as you think it's gonna be, yeah. If you just rip that band aid and let the healing begin, it's not gonna be nearly as bad as you think it's gonna be. And ninety nine percent of the time, that's exactly how it played out. Yeah. So I just anyway. It's like com- I I think it's complicated because I I believe like it if is someone wants if someone wants to like I will like if someone if my if my friend came up to me and said hey I I think I'm a but a diff- my my point is this them. how many friends have you had come up to you and have that conversation one one well or mm, sort of one, one or two yeah okay so and that's after all this crap started. It's such a small segment of the population for it to be that big of a talking point is just absurd. Yeah, I mean, and, I have plenty of friends who are gay or and, and I just like it's complicated and it's a problem because we've made it complicated and we've made it a problem, particularly in the schools. So anyway. All right. Switching gears. Michael Cohn is saying that Trump may not run for the presidency in 2024. Want to bet? Because it would destroy his political fundraising grift. He, uh, of course, is Trump's ex-personal attorney. He said he believes the former president is unlikely to launch another White House bid in 2024 because it would impact his ability to spend the millions of dollars he raised in political funds in the way that he wants to. Cohen was on MSNBC Sunday and he discussed the rumors that Trump is gearing up for a 2024 pres- presidential bid, and he cast doubt on them. 
He said it would destroy the great grift if he runs. All the money would then have to go into a campaign fund. People would have to start expressing who they are, and it becomes listed, Cohen told MSNBC's Ali Vashi. They don't want any more. Uh, they don't want that any more than he wants that. Cohen said uh, Trump had far greater discretion over how he spends money raised through his PACs than if he were if they were campaign funds. He called it a slush fund. He can buy himself a new airplane, or he can use the money to fix up his old airplane. Under federal election commission rules, Trump's power to spend money raised through a PAC is pretty much unlimited. But he's barred from spending the funds on his presidential campaign if he does announce a candidacy. He also can't spend the money he has already raised on non-political uses. So Cohen is saying maybe not. And he worked, of course, for years as the Trump fixer. But in uh, 2018, he pled guilty of crimes, including lying to Congress and campaign finance violations. And he says he did that at Trump's behest. They are mortal enemies now. So, ooh, and you know what I just found out? That uh, that new series that's coming to Hulu mm-hmm. about the whole Falwell thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, coming out November 1st. I think I'm going to get a sneak peek at it. Ooh, I'm I gonna, have Hulu. I'm going to get to watch it before November 1st. I know. It's because you are the Janet Rose. Exciting. We've got your uh, local headlines coming up with WDBJ7. And we'll have that along with your CBS headlines. (laughs) Alan says, because Hillary never grifts. Oh, she grifts. All right. There's no doubt about that. But one doesn't make the other right. And it's Cohen. So who knows what you can believe. believe Like with him, with the... With the Don, if you want to call him that, uh, it's a believe it when I see it kind of thing. Same thing with uh, I mean, look, with Joe. I, I wish, I wish Trump would put his power behind a good candidate, and I don't want him to run again. Yeah, the problem is the good candidate is his ego. Air quotes around. Well, good. and that's my thing. He's not running for the same reasons this time. If he does run, I just thought that was interesting that Cohen said that. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mostly sunny today, not much of a warm-up, though highs only at 54 degrees. Mostly clear with patchy frost tonight, lows at 32. Areas of sunshine on the way for Wednesday. Just a few fair-weather clouds, highs at 56 with more frost Wednesday night, lows at 30. And we'll get a little bit warmer on Thursday with partly to mostly sunny skies, highs near 60 degrees. Cold again Thursday night, lows at 32. Currently 38 degrees in Appomattox, 38 in Salem and Roanoke, 40 in Danville, 38 in Bedford, and 40 in Lynchburg. Well, the Lynchburg Police Department is searching for two suspects in connection with an armed robbery at the Quickie Food Store Sunday night. The caller stated the store was robbed by two subjects, one of which displayed a handgun, LPD said. They also said the suspects fled the store on foot in the direction of Forest Brook Road with an undisclosed amount of money and merchandise. Upon investigation and review of surveillance from the storm, the suspects are described as uh, follows. Suspect one was a, a black male wearing gray New Balance tennis shoes, black pants, black zip-up jacket, a black mask, gray backpack, gloves, and a handgun. Suspect two, uh, gray Adidas shoes, light-colored jeans, khaki jacket with a hood, black mask, black gloves, also 
a, a black male. Anyone with information is asked to contact the LPD. The video footage is online, but all you can see is like their eyes because they're completely masked up. Because they are still unfortunate as i make sure i turn my microphone on mm -hmm. um yeah I, uh, we've talked about it all show like this is kind of the thing like matt the debate on what should still happen with mask and well and now and now they're saying i was just reading that there's a new variant we'll talk about that in a minute Currently in Appomattox County, a home destroyed in fire. Families displaced after a house fire in Appomattox County. That was this morning, according to the Appomattox County Volunteer Fire Department. Crusade responded at 3 a.m. to the 10,000 block of Stonewall Road. It said heavy fire coming from all sides of the single-story home. Occupants were able to escape safely, thanks to a 12-year-old who alerted other family members. The home was a total loss, and the Red Cross is assisting the family. So shout out, so you know, it's, it's good to have a, a, a fire plan, like, um, and the 12-year-old uh, sprung in an action. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff. You don't always, it doesn't always end up that way. Yeah, mine was the, there was a window right next to my bed, and we'd meet at the tree. So if 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 it ever uh ever happened i mean we had we had a plan definitely growing up and and with the kids too well if you see a large police presence on wards road today it isn't anything serious and you don't need to be concerned lpd says they're conducting a training exercise from seven this morning until five at the central virginia community college the training exercise will include the lpd tactical unit lpd crisis negotiation team lpd drone team and lynchburg fire department and cvcc police department LPD is reminding the public that this is a training. It is not open to spectators. So, in other words, do not get in the way. So, there. Um, Boston University researchers are claiming they have developed a new, more lethal COVID strain in the lab. Why are we doing this? Why? Why isn't this how this whole thing started? Was we were dinking around a lab and then it escaped the lab? That seems like a bad idea. Researchers at Boston University say it has an 80% kill rate following a series of similar experiments first thought to have started the global pandemic that began in China. The variant, a combination of Omicron and the original virus, killed 80% of the mice infected with it. When the mice were only exposed to Omicron, they experienced mild symptoms. The research conducted by a team of scientists from Florida and Boston at the school's National Emerging Infectious Disease Laboratories. The new strain has five times more infectious virus particles than the Omicron. I mean, are they, are they doing this so they can figure out something to treat it? This seems very foolish to me. Feels like they're playing with fire. I, uh, Omicron variant... Highly transmissible, even those, even for those who are vaccinated. Spike protein is responsible for rates of infectivity, uh, according to researchers. Other changes to the virus structure determine its deadliness. I just, for the life of me, I can't imagine why they would, why they would do this. Lord knows. I mean, oh my gosh. The viruses do fine on their own. They don't need your help. That's for sure. All right. Uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre was mocked yesterday 
for how she was touting Biden's American Rescue Plan and the Inflation Reduction Act in response to questions about when Americans can expect relief from higher prices. But don't let me tell you. Let's take a listen to Jean-Pierre telling us exactly uh, what what her thoughts are on that. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Reviewing the Saudi Arabian relationship because uh, their oil production cut sides them with Russia. Is the same review going to happen of China, who has been buying 50% more oil from Russia, as well as propping Looking up the Russian Looking at her economy? book. I, I don't have anything to, to lay out with you on, on that specific question. More than on inflation, on inflation um, can you give us a timeline? You've laid out eloquently what the president's been doing. Is there a timeline for when Americans can start feeling some economic pain relief? So in regards to the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, early next year, they will see uh, some of the, um, uh, some of the uh, uh, pieces of that. Duh, when you talk, think about an energy cost, when you think about um, uh, uh, the uh, Medicare kind of benefits from that. So we'll see uh, some movement on that early next year. But when we talk about inflation, gas prices, that's been something that's the American people uh, have seen for the past several months, several weeks, and has as costs have been coming down. Uh, and the and hearing now going aids, back up. Uh, that I just laid out, that's something that uh, once I have a clearer timeline, we'll, that Americans are going to see that I'll share with you uh, on all of that. But look, we're going to continue. Now. 18 months ago, when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Well, 18 months ago, uh, the president signed the American Rescue Rescue Plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of uh, 2021, and that uh, helped the American people. That helped start uh, uh, reopen small businesses. That helped uh, reopen schools. That was something that was so critical to meet the moment that the American people were going through. That helped put shots in arms. That matters. That was part of the president's economy plan, right? That was part of his policy that helped us gain these jobs back. And you're, you're, you're uh, with, uh, you, you follow economy, you're always asking me economy questions. And it, we created more than 10 million jobs. That's oh, because word. of what the president was able to do. So we met that moment. So you're asking me about 18 months ago. That's what was going on 18 months ago. Oh, my word. This, and it's so interesting. You can always tell when she knows she's just completely lying she blinks 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 uh 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 uh. that's when we get very anxious and then if we can like get into a lane where we've spouted that stuff out before we get a little more comfortable um she yeah she really got beat up on that one um reporter Reporter, 18 months ago when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Jean-Pierre, Jean, uh, 18 months ago, the president signed the American Rescue Plan. Somebody put on Twitter, ding, ding, ding. There's the correlation. She's right. Yeah, she got a lot of of, uh, of Backlash. pushback. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton said she finally gets it. That's when it started, was when he signed the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. It apparently was opposite day. RNC uh, Tommy Pagot says, sounds like cause and effect to me. I don't know. She's just, it's unbelievable that she's even in that position. I just don't understand. And it's so funny because she's like, oh, 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 the first of the year. We'll, We'll start seeing some relief the first of the year, even while Biden's out saying, you better vote Democratic, because if you don't, things are going to get horrible. 
It's what they do. I know. It is what they do. And this is what I do. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. This is a delicious fall salad that I think your whole family will enjoy. Maybe you need not tell them what they're eating initially because uh, it just looks like a beautiful chopped salad. Uh, I give it a try now. You might want to include it on your Thanksgiving table. Our five and nine, of course, brought to you by FNL Market, where they're cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, working hard to keep their prices low. Here's a nice side salad that will go delicious with any of those proteins you pick up at FNL Market. You're going to start with 12 ounces of Brussels sprouts. Cut off the ends of the sprouts, get rid of any um, older outer leaves, and then I shred them in a food processor using the slicer blade. You can slice them really thinly with a sharp knife, but that takes forever. If you have a food processor, just shred them all up, set them aside in a large mixing bowl. Then you're going to make the magic, a honey mustard vinaigrette that is going to go over the sides. Two tablespoons of red wine vinegar, two tablespoons of Dijon mustard, a fourth of a teaspoon of sea salt, an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper, half a teaspoon of garlic powder, a fourth of a teaspoon of onion powder, a tablespoon of honey, and one third of a cup of olive oil. Now, by the time you mix that all together, it's almost going to look creamy uh, to you. And if you're making this ahead of time, keep the Brussels sprouts and the dried cranberries separate. And then right before you go to serve it, you're going to drizzle that honey mustard vinaigrette over it, top it with the uh, third of uh, pecans, and then toss it up nicely. It is really, really delicious. And my kids even loved it because I didn't tell them it was Brussels sprouts. Smart call. Or runt cabbage. That's what I used to call them. <laughs> Little runt cabbages. They're delicious. You can find the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dying. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. The Morning Jam. Good morning, guys. We're glad you're joining us this morning. I'm Janet Rose, and we are thrilled to have you along. We've got a little bit of time to go. If you missed the show earlier, be sure to check it out on SoundCloud. We do have that interview with Dr. Christine Caulfield with uh, LFS Health Systems. She was talking to us about the the use and the not great use with the mental health apps that are out there so uh, you can go and catch that in its entirety on soundcloud a little bit later on today well some folks are excited tulsi gabbard is scheduled to campaign for carrie lake the republican nominee for governor of arizona this is just days after she announced she's leaving the democratic party Lake's campaign said Gabbard would introduce Lake at a GOP forum in Chandler. She tweeted out a statement early this morning, says she looks forward to supporting Lake, who she said isn't afraid to call out the elite cabal of permanent Washington and the uh, military-industrial complex and their propaganda in the mainstream media. So there you go. Tulsi's wasting no time uh, getting behind Republicans that she's supporting and Republican women. So well, there you go, Tulsi. 
There's a lot of people that like her. Yeah, oh. she never felt like a like a Democrat when she was running for the Democratic nominee. It was well, she always leaned more more small government for sure. Yeah, and she, uh, she felt very libertarian. The but only I, issue I have with her was she she abstained from voting on uh, anything to do with with uh, with abortion that kind of thing. She just wouldn't take a stand one way or the other. I don't respect that at all. So uh, that kind of... Now, I'm hoping she did that because she didn't want to get beat up by her party and that her views are actually for protecting the unborn. Uh, that is my hope, but I, I don't know that, you know, one way or the other. But we shall see, I guess. Hey, good news. Book Bigfoot has been captured and they got it on film. Are you excited? Sure. I'm just saying there's there's footage right here. Sasquatch. He's in handcuffs. Uh, Bigfoot was spotted in upstate South Carolina Friday near the border with Virginia and Tennessee. It's a great costume. He was arrested by the local sheriff's department. Uh, they reported he was caught arriving in Westminster for the South Carolina Bigfoot Festival. Some people commented on Facebook saying he was a lot smaller than they envisioned. Let's go catch the Yeti next. They're calling him Littlefoot, actually said one commenter the festival just celebrated its third year with a street festival expert speakers bigfoot tales theme contest and more that's and fun. bigfoot a lot of bigfoots there's been no statement by local authorities about the motive behind bigfoot's arrest he may have just been speeding so that's because it looks like he was he was pulling something with his ford explorer so he's in trouble my uh nephew when he was little used to watch you know the Bigfoot show, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. if we would drive in areas where it was kind of, you know, heavily wooded, or he would say, "Ainy, it's looking kind of squatchy." <laughs> that was his way of of saying, "I don't know." It looks it looks like maybe a Bigfoot could be around here. Uh, if you get Airbnbs, which I do, here is one you might want to check out in Virginia. A pirate ship that went on the market earlier this year and looks something like something out of the Goonies is now a short-term vacation rental in Kalu, Virginia. It's called the Jolly Lodger, and it can Hi. be a fun family adventure for two hundred and ninety-two dollars per night. That's kind of steep. Arg! Just in time for Halloween. Pretty cool. You can stay in the comfort of a fully decorated pirate ship. Docked in uh, Paradise in Callow, Virginia, the ship features two bedrooms, one and a half bathrooms, a working kitchen, and upscale linens. On site is a private bathhouse, a laundry room, kayaks, outdoor games, and a picnic grill area. Features inside the ship include one queen bed and one full bed, toiletries, games, and books, and a smart TV. And there is, you know, you need to understand it is a very small space. So if you're claustrophobic, it's like a a tiny house on water. So if you are not comfortable stepping into narrow passages, sleeping in very small spaces, or using a camping toilet, perhaps you would stay in our main house on the property and not on the the pirate ship. The ship sold for $49,000. And had hundreds of offers as far away as Australia. It's about 65 miles northeast of Richmond. I would stay. I knew you could rent houseboats. I would rent a houseboat. I think that's pretty cool. 
I would have done that with my boys. They would they Arg. probably would still love it. I know. Maybe. Oh my gosh. I've got my cousin the coolest Christmas present this year because we always do pirate days with them. Mm-hmm. So I've got him a, a shirt mm-hmm. that says, says I'm the captain. So it'll be easier. I'm to spot. the captain though. Look at me. Look at me. He's I got, am the captain. He's now. got his pirate hat and a flag to fly on his boat that says the hey. meetings will continue until morale improves. My dad had that so. sticker. Hey, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? R. No, you might really think that, but it's really the C. Oh, Lord. All right. Come on. No. Uh, Virginia City is being regarded as one of the most haunted places in the country. If you're looking for a place to, you know, scare up a little bit. Williamsburg, nope. founded in 1632, has accumulated more ghost stories than any other Virginia municipality. The colonial town has become somewhat of a tourist destination over the past few decades and is even home to several annual ghost hunting conventions. So we've got the tale of Lucy Ludwell at the Lucy uh, at the Ludwell Paradise House, the Eastern State Hospital known as the First Insane Asylum. That one sounds really scary. That one, that one looks really scary. Uh, Peyton Randolph House there. Um, so lots of places to go and get scared. In uh, I don't do scare. Don't you, do scary movies. Don't do... I No. Do you not really? Nope. I think it's dumb. So what do you consider a scary... Like, like all scary movies? Nope. Like would you watch The Skeleton Key? Nope. That's so funny to me when a dude will not watch a scary movie. I believe that a movie should be something you enjoy. So why would I want to watch something where I enjoy suspense, with the active like fear involved and in, innate like. Oh, I just watched the Skeleton Key. Not that last one of my favorites. I think I've watched actually watched the Skeleton Key. So it's but so I good. I really love it. But I just don't do it. It's just not your idea of a good time. Nope. All right. All right, I hear you. Hey, we wanted to announce our uh, our winner for Come to the Table Tuesday. Johnny Willis is our winner from uh, the Amherst area. He King put Ray. in his name for Come to the Table Tuesday. That means he's going to win up to 10 box lunches, courtesy of Honey Baked Ham on Candler's Mountain Road. And, of course, it's also brought to you by Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it is time to be kind. If you want to get in the running for winning on a Tuesday, just text us 434-248-0704, and we'll get your name in the running. We had uh, some people give it to other people they don't necessarily even keep it for themselves so uh it's a, a kind thing to do for other people uh, in keeping with the theme so uh we hope you enjoy that very much with whomever you decide to share it with quick reminder if you missed the interview earlier we had some technical issues there with dr christine caulfield with uh, lfs health systems you can go to soundcloud and you can uh, catch that uh, interview in its entirety we were talking about mental health apps and are they really useful uh, basically the short term is they can be when used in conjunction with other things but they should never be a substitute for actual uh, mental health care 
if you are in need of that kind of thing. We also remind you to log on to the Lynchburg portal. That'll be the easiest way for you to download the app that you can just put us in your pocket and take us with you anywhere. We thank you for listening to the Morning Jam this morning. We'll uh, be back tomorrow. Look forward to that. In the meantime, we have uh, CBS News at the top of the hour. Bill Trefero on the way from the Roanoke News Desk. And thank you for spending part of your morning with us here on the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.